You're listening to the One Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, a show where we help you live your best life and help you to rejuvenate your life by educating you on all aspects of your health as pertains to you being a woman in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. And I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health, adult nurse practitioner, hormone specialist, daughter, wife, mama, and nana of two. All right, ladies. So I wanted to welcome you back to this week's episode. And today we're going to be talking about finding balance within your journey to hormonal harmony. And we're going to be exploring this aspect of hormonal harmony by taking a deep dive into the realm of self-care and how self-care can really aid and benefit you in helping you to balance your hormones. But there's a caveat to that because we've talked about self-care a lot on its own. And we've also talked about hormonal balance in a lot of different perspectives. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to explore this topic of self-care with with relation to hormonal balance, but from a new perspective and give you some fresh examples to help you achieve this hormonal balance through self-care. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to grab a cozy blanket, settle into a comfortable spot, grab a cup of coffee or your favorite beverage or pop your earbuds in and sit back and let's dive in and let's take a look at some of these new perspectives, okay? And discuss self-care in a different way and see how we can put a new spin on it to an old topic, okay? And how we can apply it in new ways to aiding us and helping us balance our hormones so that we feel more rejuvenated. We have more energy. We feel more vibrant and we can go out and live our lives better. Okay. So today I'm going to be discussing with you various aspects of self-care that directly impact your hormonal balance in the areas of sleep, nutrition, de-stressing, spirituality, and self-love. Okay, like I said, we've talked about these before, so don't roll your eyeballs, don't turn off the podcast thinking that, oh, I've heard this before. Because like I've said numerous times, we all have to hear certain things a number of times before they can start sinking in. And I always try to come back to you and talk to you about these topics. And sometimes, yes, they're the same topics, but I try to come back and talk with you from a very new perspective and give you a fresh outlook on it. Because the research And the stuff that's out there is forever changing. It changes from day to day, week to week, month to month. We have new research. We have new people coming up with new and different things. So it's fun to kind of go back and say, hey, let's take a look and let's do some research on what's happening now. What are some new things out there being talked about in these different areas of self-care? And how can we apply those new things directly for hormonal balance? Okay. Because when we balance our hormones, ladies, then we are going to be able to be able to do all the things that we want. Our body is going to be in harmony. We're going to feel, feel more rejuvenated. We're going to have more energy. We're going to have less stress. We're going to have more fulfillment in our life. And we're going to be able to go out there and rock and do all the things that we want to do. Okay. So first I want to talk to you from this new perspective about sleep. So here's the thing. You know, we all know how important it is to get a good night's sleep, but I wanted to talk to you and take a fresh perspective and a new look on this. So instead of simply focusing on the number of hours that we sleep, because you know that research tells us that we should be sleeping at least anywhere from seven to eight hours of sleep a night. I want us to look at it from the perspective today, that is 
from considering the quality of your sleep. So not necessarily the number of hours that you're sleeping, but when you are sleeping, no matter how many hours you're sleeping, what is the quality of that sleep? Okay. Do you create a peaceful sleep environment? Do you do it by minimizing exposure to artificial lights and including, you know, those emitted by electronic devices? You know that we've talked about at nighttime, creating a nighttime bedtime ritual. We've talked about, you know, shutting off the TV, shutting off our cell phones, you know, for a good hour or sometimes a good half an hour before we're ready to sleep because the light that's emitted from those devices signals to our brain to be awake. And I wanted to especially kind of bring something to you so that you can kind of see why I talk about the things I talk about and why we're backing it up and we're backing it up with facts. I'm not just sitting here telling you because, oh, that's what Michelle wants to tell you. I dive into the research and I look for things and I look for research to bring to you so that it tells you, Hey, here's some scientific backing to make this a valid, you know, um, what she's talking about, a valid assumption. Okay. So here's the thing. Research has shown that exposure to artificial light, especially blue light emitted by our electronic devices, that it can disrupt the production of melatonin, which is a hormone responsible for regulating our sleep-wake cycles. So by minimizing exposure to these artificial lights before bedtime, you can enhance the quality of your sleep. Okay. So when we're talking about sleep, we are not only talking about just the hours of sleep that, that you're getting, but of those hours, we want those hours to be quality. So now I'm talking to you about not just the number, but how are you going to gain quality in those hours of sleep that you do have? Because here's the thing, ladies, as we get older, we need less sleep. That research shows that too. And I'll be honest with you. Every single one of us is individual and we all need different amounts of sleep. I'll be on, I can function on three to four hours of sleep. I don't have to get eight hours of sleep to be refreshed because my body is just so in tune that I wake up every day at five 30, sometimes, you know, four, sometimes six, but in that time zone. And it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I can go to bed at nine. I can go to bed at 10. I can go to bed at 12 and my body still wakes up at five 30, six o'clock. And I feel refreshed. I feel up and I'm ready to get going. I don't feel groggy. I don't feel tired. I'm able to have the energy that I want for the day. So I'm able to sleep and function and do well on four to five hours of sleep. But what I do do is I make sure that those hours that I am sleeping, they're quality and that I'm getting into that deep sleep mode, that REM mode. Okay. And sometimes, yes, I'll be honest, you know that I've talked about it before. I take CBD gummies at nighttime to help my brain relax. And sometimes I alternate that between taking those and taking melatonin. But lately I have found that my CBD gummies and I get them through myequate.com and I love their sleep gummies. I highly recommend them. This is not an ad. I do not get paid, but I love all of their products. So, but so those four to five or sometimes six hours that I'm getting of sleep, they are quality and it makes a difference. I shut off the TV about a half an hour before I'm ready to go to bed. I dim the light on my cell phone. If I'm going to even look at my cell phone. Okay. I try to read. I try to do some relaxation, journaling or praying or doing whatever I need to do. That helps me get that quality of sleep. All right. So that's where I want you to flip it on its head. So incorporating a calming bedtime routine that may involve reading a book, like I said, journaling or practicing deep breathing exercises. So here's the other thing too. consider 
what you are sleeping on. Consider the room that you're sleeping in. Okay. I have blackout curtains because I like my room dark and I like no noise. Okay. And I invested in a mattress that is comfortable for me. So we, me and my husband, we are investing in getting in one of those dual beds where he can have his side adjusted and I can have mine. I like mine a little softer. He likes this a little, little on the harder side. He gets hot. I get cold. So we can do the different things. He snores and I can lift his side up so that he doesn't snore. So it helps me out. So think about the type of bedding that you have in your room. Is it comfortable? Do you find that your body hurts? And when you, when you toss from side to side, when you wake up in the morning, do you have back aches? Do you have side aches? Do you have shoulders? Your shoulders hurt because the mattress is just not right for you. How old is your mattress? How old are your pillows? I mean, my gosh, if you've had pillows for 10 years, it's about time that you change those pillows. Okay. And if you've had a bed for 10 years, it really is time for you to get a new bed. Beds are not meant to last forever. Okay. So think about those things, quality of sleep and the different things that can add and bring that quality back to your sleep, not necessarily just the hours. Okay. Okay. So here's another thing. Another study published in the journal of clinical sleep medicine showed individuals who gauged in a calming bedtime routine, such as reading a book or practicing relaxation techniques, experienced improved sleep quality, and this improved sleep quality enhanced their hormone balance and made it better because it lowered their cortisol levels. And when their cortisol levels were lowered, it helped everything else in their body. Okay. So that's a piece of good information for you. Now let's dive into nutrition. Now, while we know that a well-balanced diet is a well-balanced diet, and you've heard me talk about it all the time is crucial today. I want us to shift our focus to specific foods that promote hormonal balance. Okay. So not just that we're talking about a well-balanced diet because we always talk about that, but let's talk now about specifics. What are some foods that are specific that will help us promote hormonal balance? So here's one. I want you to incorporate more omega-3 fatty acids into your meals. And here's why. Omega-3 fatty acids play a crucial role in hormonal balance. A study conducted at the University of Massachusetts Medical School found that omega-3 fatty acids, particularly DHA and EPA, have anti-inflammatory properties and can support hormone production. So including foods rich in omega-3s, such as fatty fish, like salmon, flax seeds, walnuts, into your diet can positively impact your hormonal balance, okay? So foods that you eat, okay? Some of those are critical for you to start incorporating them into your well-balanced plan. Here's another thing. Gut health also influences hormonal regulation, Research suggests that a healthy gut microbiome contributes to balanced hormone production. Fermented foods such as sauerkraut, kimchi, and yogurt contain beneficial probiotics that support a diverse and healthy gut microbiota. So here's the thing. A study published in the Journal of Nutrients found that consuming fermented foods improved hormone levels and reduced symptoms of hormonal imbalance because our gut is our second brain. Okay. And you produce hormones in that gut. So the better off and the more healthy that your gut is, you're better able to digest your food. You're, be, you're better off. You're better able to absorb those nutrients. You're better able to process and get out stuff. Okay. And elimination. That is where I want you to focus in. 
focus on gut health and focus in on putting in specific things that are going to help aid your hormonal balance. Because listen, ladies, making small changes in your diet can have a huge impact on your overall well-being and help you to feel much more rejuvenated and can give you much more hormonal balance. Okay. So here's the thing. Next, I want to explore de-stressing. Okay. So we talk about de-stressing so much because it is so important and it is at the core. It is at the core of so many hormonal imbalances and processes in our body that we just have to keep on addressing it and keep on talking about it until we really learn to combat it. But here's the thing. While the traditional methods like yoga and meditation remain effective, I want you to consider a fresh approach. Natural nature therapy, also known as echotherapy or green therapy, has gained recognition for its positive impact on stress reduction. Research conducted at the University of Exeter Medical School revealed that spending time in nature, even as little as 120 minutes per week, can significantly lower stress levels and improve overall well-being. Nature therapy promotes the release of feel-good hormones like serotonin and reduces the production of stress hormones like cortisol, leading to overall hormonal balance. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to think about including nature therapy somewhere in your week. Try incorporating activities like either hiking or simply sitting in a park surrounded by greenery. Immerse yourself in the natural world, allowing the sights the sounds, and the sense to soothe your mind and your body. Nature therapy offers a unique and refreshing way, ladies, for you to de-stress and reconnect with your inner self, okay? Not enough of us are spending time outdoors. We spend all of our time indoors. We're at home, we get in our cars, we go to work, we're inside a building, or we stay home and we work remotely, but we're inside, And we're doing that for days on end and we're not getting outside and getting exposure to the sun, getting exposure to nature and really absorbing the things that are going on around us to help us to de-stress. You cannot be connected to work or to any part of your, like all that of work 24 seven, there has to be rest periods. Okay. Now I want to talk to you and move into spirituality. We often overlook its role in hormonal balance, okay? Because you're saying, okay, well, what does spirituality have to do with hormonal balance, Michelle? Well, I'm glad that you asked that question because we're going to talk about it right now. So here's the thing. I want you to take a fresh perspective because that's what we're talking about today, fresh perspectives on all these different areas by by exploring practices such as mindfulness or energy healing. And I'm going to give you two examples. Mindfulness practices have been extensively studied and shown to have numerous benefits, including hormonal balance. A study published in the Journal of Psychoneuroendocrinology found that mindfulness-based stress reduction techniques reduce cortisol levels, a hormone associated with stress. By cultivating mindfulness through activities such as meditation or body scan exercises, you can modulate your body's stress response, promoting hormonal equilibrium. Okay? So, we can, we can modulate our own body stress response. We can change our own body stress response. That is phenomenal. That's powerful, ladies, powerful, okay? By just looking at things from a different perspective, by being mindful, okay, of what's going on in our surroundings, by approaching things much more from a mindful perspective, mindful eating, mindful living, okay? 
and going at it that way and being in touch with our spirituality, but through a different perspective, being around, being aware of our surroundings, being aware, aware of the people around us, connecting to people in a different way. Okay. We don't always have to be around people who have the exact same philosophies or thought patterns as we do. Actually, it's great to be in a room with people who think differently and who can bring different ideas, even if they're different than yours. And even if you may not agree with them, listening to other people's ideas and connecting fosters our brain cells. It decreases Alzheimer's and it produces hormonal imbalance when we have that connection piece. Okay. So be mindful of what's going on around you in your environment. Energy healing modalities such as Reiki and acupuncture have shown promising effects on hormonal balance. According to a, a systemic review published in the Journal of Evidence-Based Complementary and Alternative Medicine, acupuncture can regulate hormones including cortisol, estrogen, and progesterone by inducing and influencing the body's energy flow. Reiki, a form of energy healing, has also demonstrated benefits in reducing stress and supporting hormonal balance. So ladies, I'm really looking into acupuncture when I moved to Colorado and, and I'm looking at it for not only just hormone balance, I'm looking at it for collagen productivity in my face, instead of doing, you know, instead of looking at doing Botox or any of those other type of things, I'm going to start looking at alternative ways of keeping our body healthy and keeping it restored and giving us energy from other things. So acupuncture can help us lower and hormonal balance with our estrogen, with our progesterone, and it can help us with our cortisol. So consider these alternative things. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about things that we normally don't talk about that can help balance our hormones, mindfulness, Reiki, acupuncture, you know, quality of sleep. We've talked about them in different ways. So now I'm talking to you about them from a different perspective to help you be open and see that there's many ways, ladies, to look at these different aspects, the five fundamentals that I talk about all the time. There's many different ways of looking at them and incorporating them into your life. So you've got a variety and a myriad of ways that you can do it. That's, that's mind blowing. That's fascinating. Okay. That gives us a lot of room to bring creativity and new things into our life so that we don't get bored. Okay. Embracing spirituality in whatever way resonates with you can provide a powerful tool for self-care. Okay. So whatever it is for you, I encourage you to connect with your spirituality. It's very, very, um, healing. It's very, um, stress reducing and it can bring about powerful hormonal shifts in your bodies, ladies. So I want to talk to you now about self-love because part of my three S's is self-advocacy, self-care and self-love. Okay. While the concept is familiar, let's add a fresh twist to it. So instead of solely focusing on self affirmations, I want you to incorporate acts of self love into your daily routine. Okay. Engaging in self care activities can activate the release of oxytocin often referred to as the love hormone, which promotes feelings of love, feelings of contentment and feelings of connection. I just talked about that, that connection. Okay. A study published in the Journal of Psychosomatic Medicine demonstrated that engaging in self-nurturing activities, such as taking a warm bath or receiving a massage, led to increased oxytocin levels. These activities not only support your self-love, ladies, but they also contribute to hormonal balance by reducing stress and promoting emotional well-being. Okay? 
when we're calm in our brain, we are calm in our bodies. Okay. When we are hyper in our brain, we are hyper in our bodies. All right. So I hope that you've gained some things. So today we've covered some new and fresh perspectives on sleep, nutrition, de-stressing, spirituality, and self-love, all contributing to hormonal balance and backed by scientific facts. Remember ladies that small changes, you know my saying, small changes in our daily routine can create significant positive changes in our overall well-being. All right. So I hope that you found this episode to be enlightening. I hope that you found this exploration of self-care refreshing and insightful. Remember ladies that self-care is not selfish, but it is essential for nourishing your mind, your body, and your hormones that you learned about today. So I want you to stay tuned for next week for more empowering episodes. And you know, as I always say, until next week, may God richly bless your life and bye for now.